Welcome to Second Cherry, almost a Eurovision podcast. This week, we travel to Estonia. Hello and welcome to Second Cherry. I'm Monty. And I'm Matt. And this is a podcast that revives the songs that didn't make it to the Eurovision Song Contest. Each week, we take you through a different country's national final and pick the cherry that we think deserves a second chance, a second bite of the cherry. At the end of the series, you, the listeners, vote for your favourites and at our live event, we crown the winner of the Second Cherry Song Contest. Hello, Monty. Hello, Matt. How are you? I'm very good. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. Mm. Yes. It's a nice warm day here in London. It's a lovely warm day. Looks like we're getting the sort of last blast of summer. Mm. But bloody tired. Yeah, Yeah, we've been typically British and complaining about the weather lately because it's been quite shit. It has, really. Yeah. Yeah. But I've been busying myself doing sporty things. Well... Sitting on the sofa watching sporting things. <laughs> Can't get too energetic. <laughs> so we're in Estonia this week. We're taking a look back at the Estilao. And, well, let's just dive straight in, shall we? So the Estilao 2023 took place over three dates. Two semi-finals on the 12th and 14th of January and the final on the 11th of February. The two semi-finals took place at the Vimsy Artium in Vimsy. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds a bit like whimsy. It to does, not it? Yeah. Quite like that. And the final, a move to Tallinn, it took place at the Tondiroba Ice Hall. The Estilao 2023 was the 15th edition of the uh, Estilao. Uh, and selected the Estonian entry for Eurovision 2023. The competition consisted of 20 entries competing in two semi-finals, leading to a 12-song final on the 11th of February. Ten songs competed in each semi-final, and the top five from each semi-final qualified. The results were determined by a 50-50 combination of votes from a professional jury and the public televoting for the first four of those qualifiers, and then a second round of public voting for the fifth qualifier. Are you keeping up? Because there's more. There is. (laughs) A further round of public televoting was held following the semi-finals, which determined two wild cards out of which uh, of the remaining non-qualifying acts to complete the 12-song lineup for the final. So let me get this straight. So there's semi-final one, some qualify, and there's a second round in that semi-final to, to make up the qualifiers in total. And the same is repeated for the second semi-final, and then there's a two-song wildcard that's added. To Pretty it. much. Yeah. yeah. Let's complicate things as much as possible, why don't we? So in the final, the winning song uh, was selected over two rounds of voting, complicated again. The first round results selected top three of songs by 50-50 combination of jury and public voting. And then the second round, the so-called super final, mm. determined the winner solely by public televoting. And we know what that winner was. It was Alika with Bridges. Should we have a little blast of it? Yeah. There is always time to get back on track. Tearing down the walls, slowly every step. Now I see myself building up a world of bridges. You will find a way to begin again. No more time to waste, start up every time. Now I see myself building up a world of bridges. 
So Matt, Alika qualified, just qualified in 10th place, 74 points in the semi-final. And in the final, she got up to 8th with 168 points. Wow. That's actually quite a shift. That's quite a... Yeah, an uptick from the, the placing in the semis. If you, normally you kind of think, oh, you add the other songs from the other semi, you're going to drop a little bit. No, maybe, don't know. Was it a different performance? It wasn't really, was it? Performance was the same. I think once you get in, I mean, you by the time you put in 10 more songs from the other semi-final, plus the six that are automatically qualified by being a big five or a winner, then yes, you would expect maybe that vote to go down, but she's gone up, so... Well, well played. Mm. It was a good song. I thought it was very, very effective. Yeah, I think it was, you know, her voice carried. It was, she's so tiny and yet the, the, the voice that come out of her, I think that's, that's the plus point for that. And it was a good song. People liked it. Did the right song win? Yes. Yeah, I think so. I think it was head and shoulders above the rest, really. Yeah, I think it was as well, which is, um, you know, maybe a taste of things to come in this podcast. Maybe. <laughs> Nothing's going to be as good as what we've already had. <laughs> it's all downhill from here, lads. <laughs> I will say, though, two of the songs that uh, for today come from the second chance rounds of those semi-finals, uh, and one of them is one of the wild cards. So we are really going to give these songs a second chance. <laughs> <laughs> we like to delve deep for you at Second Cherry. So, should we have a listen? Let's get into it. Song number one, then, is Bad Philosophy by Elisa. Monty, so the 80s retro throwback continues to live on <laughs> in this year's national selections. Thoughts? It's very 80s, isn't it? Mm. This, certainly the start of it is. I think it feels like it goes from a very 80s start to something that would be the kind of song that somebody like Ava Max would sing. Yes. I've got a real vibe to it. Um, very upbeat. Um, there's a nice little routine going on with three dancers. She's got this sort of red chiffon sleeves cloak thing and she's swishing it all around her. And then we get a couple of surprise backing vocalists, the big girls. Yes. <laughs> who we had as the Estonian Jerry, I think, last year. Was it or the year before? Ooh, yeah, I can't remember. A couple of years ago, yeah. Suru to the Rukut was the song. Uh, or oh, was that the, um, the name of the act? I can't remember. But anyway, they come on, so we get a glimpse of them at the end. Um, just before Elisa does a bit of a bob note <laughs> on yeah, the end, yeah. note, bless her. She really does lose it a little bit. But I like this. It's very up tempo, very um, upbeat, considering that it's about a doomed relationship. It was about that kind of, you know, the, the one that everybody tried to warn you about. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, you paid no heed 
and your relationship became a bad philosophy for the both of you. Mm. Yeah, I think um, this didn't finish actually in the qualification places in the semi-final, nor did it win the second chance round, nor did it even win the world card round, but it was second place in the world card. So it's literally the last ditch opportunity to make it to the final and she grabbed it. So good for her. Uh, look, it's quite a melodic song, um, which I think is often so the difficulty with songwriting. Um, and I think it is a massive, huge step up from her entry last year, which if you remember, we sort of spoke about it. It was called Fire and it was just a bit of fluff, really. Um, but this feels like it's got a little bit more to it. Um, vocally, I think she's not bad. That bum note was noticeable, but it's not bad. It's just, it's tentative. Just that, you know, she's just not quite not quite solid I don't think but you know she stays in LA and it works and um, yeah it's a there's an actually really nice slow sort of um, camera frame thing right? it's very 80s it kind of gave me that 80s feel like an 80s video where it used to slow things down because you didn't have very many tricks of the trade in the 80s <laughs> when it came to camera work so yeah just some good reference in there and um, yeah just it, an improved appearance this year for her I think Song number two is by Annette and Freddie. It's called You Need to Move On. So, Matt, Annette is done with Freddie, I think it's fair to say, <laughs> in this song. She's, uh, she's um, saying, no, I don't want to talk. Yes, I've been missing all your calls. No, I don't have time to be up. Uh, and then says in the chorus, um, all I did was think about those starry eyes. You were a red flag, but I was colourblind. Colourblind. Baby, now you just need to get me off your mind. Wow. Mm. He's persistent, is Freddie. Yeah. Is she talking about Freddie? But, well, we're assuming Freddie. But. Oh, I don't know. She's talking about somebody in the song anyway. <laughs> Whoever it is, she's had it off. <laughs> she really has. I, this is the song that I expect to hear for like an up-and-coming sort of black soul artist from the from the US, sort of from the noughties really, because this, this sound is very, very retro. I've got albums, CDs somewhere with this kind of music on it. But not from a white Estonian in 2023, really. Um, <laughs> but Annette does make it work for her. I think her voice is really strong. Um, I just don't know if it kind of fits with the song. The staging is a little bit like being in the Ronnie Scott's club or some kind of, you know, bougie jazz club. Um, so they don't they don't do very much of it. There's no props or anything like that. It's just it's just the the band's on stage and they're presenting it in a very traditional way. Yeah, I quite like those lyrics. There was also one about, uh, I thought I lost the battle, but I won the war, which which kind of suggested that um, it's an ex-lover trying to worm the way back and she's like, mate, piss off. <laughs> um, I don't know. I, it's, you know, it's, it's not a winner. It does work, you know, on a level, but um, they got the vibe right. I think their whole setup was right, but it's a bit of a incongruous sort of song for me, for her singing that type of music. I agree with you on one point of that. I agree that her voice is quite good. But when I look back at the notes I made during the semi-final, 
I summed this up in one word, and that was dreary. <laughs> I'm afraid to say that from the very first line, I hate it. Wow. I just don't really like that kind of jazzy R&B style. Um, and it's a right bloody plodder for me. It, so, it does plod. Yeah. Let's plod on. So if Annette has had enough of Freddy, well, I'm afraid I've had enough of Annette. <laughs> Song number three, then, I fear. Uh, Bedwetters with the song Monsters. Monty, thoughts on Bedwetters, the band? <laughs> <laughs> Rather than something I might do after a, a night on the lash. <laughs> um, well, I mean, this is there's a lot going on in this. There's a big string opening, um, and you kind of, oh, where's this going? And then it turns into rock, and then you get a closer look at the band, and you see that the lead singer's got a mask over the top half of his head. Then you get a closer look at the rest of the band, and you can see that, you know, there's other members of the band in funny masks, and the guitarist's very staring with a long white beard. I'm not sure if the white beard is part of the costume, or whether that is his own unit um, and then the drummer is dressed very very oddly it looks like looks like he's a cross between an apostrophe a shark fin and the poo emoji yeah I thought it was potato at first it's really bizarre <laughs> I really can't work out what it is um, it, it, it yeah I mean it's not a bad song I have to say it's not a bad song um, it has this funny little sort of false stop in the middle you remember mm. like Barry from Spain? Yeah. That, that false like, oh, I've just tri- tripped over. But actually, it's all in the song. There's a little bit of that that stops in the middle and they literally go, what the fuck's happening? <laughs> uh, and um, then it all picks up again. Um, mm, I don't know. I mean, they, they seem to be a fairly established band from what mm. I can see. Uh, they were um pop-punk band formed in September 2004, uh, became known in the spring of 20, uh, 2007 when they won a major contest for Estonian new groups, but they didn't play together between 2013 and 2022. So this is a bit of a comeback for them. Um, they have been the support act for Avril Lavigne in Tallinn. I see that. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, there's, there's, there's enough going on here with them. I think when you wear something like masks or costumes and you do a rock number this is always going to invite comparisons with Lordy well I was going to the question for me to you Monty was going to be are Bedwetters the band that you order off wish.com when you are looking for your Lordy (laughs) (laughs) well I think so actually because I think if you're going to go with that look you either need to go hard or go home with those masks and yeah they're on the way back on the bus (laughs) <laughs> you're right You're right, though I think it is something you commit to that look and you lean into it 100% or you don't go anywhere near it and it's kind of like they have not half-assed it but they tentatively stepped into the world of monsters there's a nice line in the chorus actually it says I'm not afraid of the monsters creeping in my bed I want to have them here and not inside my head mm-hmm. which is 
I quite like that. It's that thing of like, well, you know, if I can see the things that I'm meant to be afraid of or I'm meant to be kind of anxious about rather than sensing them in my thoughts, um, I quite, yeah, it's quite a nice line there in the middle. And as I say, I mean, I quite like the song overall. I just think they haven't committed fully enough, even though they have committed to quite a lot. Yeah, I, I I kind of feel exactly the same. I kind of feel like it's a, uh, I like the song. It's it just feels like it's a really good, decent package, but not really a well thought out one. But I think they, the important bits were there. They executed their performance to perfection. They did exactly what they needed to do. It just looked a bit wonky, I think. Um, because actually the staging was quite bright and blue and clean. And I think... That's not really what the song's about. It should be more dark. It could be elevated as a performance, a little bit moments of darkness, maybe. I don't know. There's something to be thinking about there. But all in all, I think it was, you know, third place. It did get to that super final. I think they'd be pleased with that. Song four is called House of Glass, and it's by Yannick. How can we What's your feelings on Yannick? Do you like a breathy twink? <laughs> and it's not normally my bag, no. Um, look, House of Glass, it is co-written, first of all, we've got to say, it's co-written by Moreland, who we know from Norway 2015, um, and other national selection periphery songs that he's written. Now, you know, I see a white male with blonde hair standing on stage in a suit, and, yeah, a twink especially, and especially in a Scandi show like this, and I sort of think, oh... Are we, you know, going to get a sad boy ballad type thing? Um, and we don't really. We, well, we, the song starts slow uh, and then the beat kicks in. Um, and soon we're treated to like this quite an exceptional vocal. I think it is a really, really strong male vocal on a par with Alaka actually from the same national final. You know, I think they're two very strong, um, strong, strongest vocally, these two. Yannick, I think smoulders a little bit down the camera but he doesn't really try to he's sort of quite straight laced um he's got this self-confidence that underpins the performance I, I quite like it i think it's yeah typically sort of scandy for me where it's sort of solid no edges to it <laughs> it's just a solid strong stay true to what you know and what you're good at and yeah i'm pleasantly surprised that a song i almost wrote off before i saw it was you know quite nice quite liked it I felt the vocal was a little bit nasal at times, um, but I do like the way it builds from quite a gentle start into a really quite uplifting pop anthem. Um, and there's even a sort of pyro finish. Um, I, I do like the way this, this builds. Presentation-wise, there's a few sort of pre-shot overlays. There's a bit near the start where you get a close-up of his lips and a close-up of eyes. And then towards the end, you get a close-up of um, confetti falling. And that's not actually happening on the stage. That's a bit that's pre-recorded and overlaid over the top. Um, but it, it, it is so quite uplifting, considering the theme is really 
sort of pondering a soured relationship. Mm. Um, you know, so um, how many tears, how many scars does it take to know what we are? Are we scared? Are we lost? Could it ever have been like it was? Um, how can we find any reason fighting in this house of glass? When it breaks, who's going to save what's left of us? Mm. So it's quite a sort of, you know, a desperate point in a relationship that's all gone south. Um, but he manages to make a sort of, you know, quite uplifting sound of it. And that might feel as though it should be incongruent. Um, and I do watch this and I see in that building chorus and the pyro and the confetti, they're throwing almost the same tricks in the book that they're throwing at Ulrika in Norway. And that turned me off completely to that song. But here it feels as though it's a bit less earnest and it's a bit less deliberately trowelled on to try and make it win. And so this works for me. In a big way. It's not a contemporary song, really. It's quite dated. But what I my rule is, not every song has to be contemporary. Um, but if you're going to go something which is tried and tested, make it a really damn good version of itself. And I think this achieves that. If we only went for contemporary songs, Eurovision would be a much shorter show. <laughs> yeah, and very boring. <laughs> Absolutely. Moving on to our last song then. And the song is so good open brackets at what you do close brackets and it's by ml's Thoughts on MLs? There's a little bit of shade in the brackets and the title by putting that at what you do after so good in parenthesis. She's just throwing that little bit of shade at it or whoever it is that she's singing about because, um, you know, it's saying, you know, you'd hurt me good. Don't you know that you're so good at what you do? The thing that they're good at is hurting them. Being a dick. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Um, I really like this. There's a really interesting melody to this and a really interesting rhythm. It's got sort of a sound that sounds a little bit like a xylophone, um, you know, with quite staccato um, sounds in it. And it reminds me of the song Somebody That I Used To Know by Gotti. Yeah. There's something really appealing about the way that this all sits together. It could have done with a bit of tightening up in the performance, I think. There's a bit where she's taken the microphone out of the stand and she's paraded around the stage a bit and then she stands a few feet behind it and the camera angle catches the microphone stand just in front of her face <laughs> and then she kicks it over and as she kicks it over the camera cuts to the stage hand who's running on the stage to to carry it off and so it's all kind of you know the camera angles are all a little bit off um but i know i like it the, her outfit's really interesting as well she's got these big sort of red slacks wide slacks and it reminded me when I first saw it of there's a performance that Kate Bush did of Babushka on German TV in 1980 where she's wearing a 
very similar costume and sort of dancing around with a double bass. Um, and um, yes, I know that's a long time to hold on to the memory <laughs> of a particular performance, but Kate Bush doesn't give us many performances. So we have to look at the old stuff. And that's what there was the look reminded me of that because it's quite an iconic performance. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, moving on from a toxic relationship in the song, you know, there's there's quite a lot of that, I think, in the selection that we have from Estonia. Mm. So, you know, there's quite a lot of thematic comparison as well as musical comparison. But, yeah, I think think she does a grand job of this. Yeah, well, she's in a bit of pain, I think, you know, but she's, she's saying, I don't miss you and I don't want to be with you. But basically, you know, she's moving on. She's trying to, you know, move on. And, you know, we've all been there. Um this came seventh in the semi-final and had to qualify by winning the second chance round and then it ended up coming ninth. So I think, you know, I feel a bit, maybe it's a bit too meandering as a song. Now, um, I love her look though. I think you're right. Um, I think it's kind of like a 60s British glam look. Um, I've seen pictures of my mum from the 60s in similar sort of makeup. I think they've really glammed her up. I would love to see that. Oh yeah, no, my mum, my mum was stunning in sixties, uh, but she's um, she's kind of got that whole look, and actually the whole vibe of the song is from 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 the makeup to the dress, as you said, those sort of flary slacks, the the uh, the simple staging, and actually that angled um, camera shots of her face felt very sixties slash seventies. I just yeah, I think it's the whole and the orange maybe that had like you know the orange was that colour from the 70s that I don't know there's some kind of um, classic look to it which I think the look they were going for it reminds me a little bit of the sort of country influenced mid-range pop that we're getting from the likes of Miley Cyrus at the moment it's kind of that so even though it's quite good for radio and you can put it on and you know it's not really something that's going to do well in a competition I think that's where this falls down it's just not competitive so that's our five songs which one of those is going to be selected as the Estonian cherry? We'll find out after this. Matt and Monty's good thing of the week. That is good. It's good. Oh, that's good, that is. So Matt, this is the section of the show where we like to throw some positivity and we like to reflect on good things that are happening in the Eurovision fandom. What have we got this week? Well, we are a Eurovision podcast, Monty. So, uh, and um, we are recording this after the September the 1st sort of deadline or, or uh, milestone where every song you hear now is could be a Eurovision song and there's lots of people excited for it being the new season. And Agneta and Kylie have just missed out. Well, Kylie might have just made the car, depending on, you know, what time it was, wherever in the world yeah. when that song came out. <laughs> <laughs> so we're all, we're all speculating. But this is what we love. This The thing that makes us feel good is that, I suppose, officially, it's the new season, the new Eurovision season. Happy New Year! Woo! Happy New Year! And, um, and that's not all, because we have got our very first artist of the year. And it's, of course, first out of the blocks were Belgium, as they have been before. Um, and they've named Musti as their act. And, um, well, he's known to some of you. I think I didn't know who he was. I've had to look this up, but he is an actor and a singer. He's been in sort of stage shows and Romeo and Juliet and things like that. And he's also a judge on Drag Race Belgique. Um, apparently he gives as good as he gets. Uh, <laughs> he says, though, in an interview, he did say that he sees music as a form of theatre. Which I think, well, maybe he's perfect for Eurovision then, if that's it. This theatre, this high camp, this or whatever. We don't, although saying that, I don't think he's necessarily going to give us camp. I don't know, because some of his stuff is a bit 
edgy, you know, sort of sang about a song uh, which was about his uncle. It's a homage to his schizophrenia. So he's kind of could go to dark places. So um, I don't know. I'm quite excited that um, that we've got an artist and the Eurovision season's kicked off. I didn't know as much about him as you've just told me. So I'm quite excited by that as well. Mm. Yeah. It's nice to see somebody who appears to be from the community keeping it in the family for Belgium for two years running. Matt and Monty's good thing of the week. That is good. It's good. Oh, that's good, that is. So, Monty, all that's left now is to announce the cherry that we've selected. Who is it? The Estonian Cherry 2023 will be Yannick with House of Glass. Because you can never have too many breathy twinks. <laughs> Second cherry. <laughs> twink pop. Let's have a little listen to the twink pop. There we are then, Monty. Janek, House of Glass, that is our Estonian cherry for 2023. Pleased with that one. If Are you pleased with it though, listeners? You should let us know if you are or if you aren't. You can contact us at Twitter or X. No, we're still calling it Twitter because we want to. Uh, at Second Cherry is our handle there. Instagram, second underscore cherry. Facebook, Second Cherry Podcast. And you can email us at... Hello! At secondcherry.vision, that's... Hello! At secondcherry.vision. So there we are then. There's our Estonian episode done for another year, Monty. Happy with that one? I am indeed, yes. Nice. Who will we visit next? Shall we say? Yeah, give me a teaser. Ooh, well, we're going to go to Spain via Benidorm Fest. Yes, it's Spain. (laughs) It's a big one. Yeah, Spanish summer. Going to have a Spanish summer. Because we're recording this... After we record in this episode, <laughs> so it's nice and warm outside. So yeah, we're going to yeah, pretend we're in Menadorm. Absolutely. Yeah, going to have some drinks. Yeah, make us a drink then. I will. <laughs> <laughs> we'll speak to you later. Take care. Bye. Bye.